Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Best time of the day. You know, you know, Declan Goff, as we enter into four question Friday, I think if the Vikings brought McAfee in and did that skull chant, I might be on board. Like, I got to be honest, the Scandinavian skull chant thing to me, which, by the way, to be very clear, is new. It's since U.S. Bank Stadium. Like the skull, the skull, skull Vikings is old, but the skull chant itself, it's it's very old. But it was brought in by the Vikings when they moved into the stadium. Mm-hmm. And at times it seems sort of odd. I don't know. There's something ritualistic about it that I find to be a little bit odd. I don't hate it. I just don't love it. Right. But if they brought in the McAfee enthusiasm to it, Dude, I... I think that's I think that's what I like. I, I think it pumps me up because because Dex, it's just, you know, skull. Yeah. Skull. And it crescendos. But if they bring in that one, I think I might be in. Yeah. I mean Number one, as much as we have a great music scene here, and I'm going to rip Minnesotans here just for a minute. As much as we have a great music scene, we are some of the most uncoordinated, unmusically gifted people yeah. in the world. Like the chant is usually off by a beat or two. Guilty. And, and it, by the way, it's the easiest thing to do. You just clap on the drum. It's not like there's a two-step involved. This isn't a dance routine. It's it's clapping on on one beat rhythm. Boom, one, two, skull. One, two, skull. That's all you have to do. It's very simple. It's very simple. It get, and it gets me fired up. That's why I'm so passionate about it. It gets me very, very fired up, Judd. I think I know why we have this problem. Well, one, you're right. We're not coordinated. But two, I think the introduction of alcohol into the supposed coordination of the skull chant yeah, prob- probably impedes it. You're I think if you're, I, I think if you're 10 uh, surly furious is in, Mm-hmm. It becomes a little bit harder to, as you put it, you just have to clap on the drum beat. Yeah, this I think the true. drum beat might be moving around if your uh, if if your brain has enough alcohol. Yeah. Um. So before we get to four question Friday, Declan Goff, I want to actually um talk a little bit about some breaking news last night that we got from our buddy Darren Doogie Wilson, KSDP TV Eyewitness News, and also Score North, the Scoop Master, delivering last <laughs> night. Um. Multiple reports yesterday that the Vikings had free agent veteran cornerback Bashad Breland in for a visit. He's been with Kansas City. He was expecting to get a big contract um, 
in March. It didn't happen. He's still talking to the Chiefs, but the Vikings brought him in on Thursday. And then the scoop from Doogie is that they indeed made him an offer. We don't know what it is. I'm sure it's a one-year deal. At this point, there is a small collection of pretty good players like Breland who are still out there. Um, He's 29, spent the past two years with Kansas City, 27 games, 26 starts. Was drafted in the fourth round by Washington, played there from 2014 to 17, and then spent a year with the Packers uh, before going to the Chiefs, where he has uh, four picks, 17 pass breakups, um, and 86 tackles. And he also had an interception of Jimmy Garoppolo in the mm-hmm. Chiefs Super Bowl win a couple of years ago. Yeah, This, to me, would be an ideal Zimmer slash Vikings type of fit because there is no question that the Vikings need if the Vikings are going to be as good as they think they're going to be, and this defense, which has been revamped, um, is going to be as good as it possibly can be, the presence of a guy like Breland along with uh, Patrick Peterson and the depth that this adds at cornerback with unknowns about Jeff Gladney's uh, 2021 because of his off-the-field things and Mike Hughes now having been traded to Kansas City because he's hurt so much, this is the type of signing that I think would be an incredible steal at this time of year. Yeah, it, it, this would be very, very solid. He's a veteran corner. He's made 88 starts in his career. Um, he's bounced around. He's got playoff pedigree. He also can return some kicks. He's a kick returner. He had eight kick returns last year. He's got 19 in his career. Um, this would be a, an ideal ideal depth signing. And it wouldn't even be a depth signing. I think this is a guy that would step in and, and play a good amount of snaps. Uh, and yeah, especially might. considering that Jeff Gladney's situation is, is basically up in the air right now. And, and maybe just, I hate to assume, but just maybe assume he might not start the season, whether that's whether that's on an exempt list or being suspended of some sort. Um, this would be an ideal player to have in your back pocket. Very, very solid signing if the Vikings can pull this off. I would, I would be on board with this. Absolutely, yeah, and and they need one more corner, and it needs to be it. It can't be Chris Boyd. Like it can't be like, uh, right. oh, we've got guys out, and so now we're gonna thrust in a guy who we think can play there, but we're not absolutely sure. It needs to be somebody who you are damn near certain in. And look, this has been true forever, but it's more true now uh, than it's been. Is you need to have um, stability at the corners. Like if you don't, what happened? last year is going to happen again and Patrick Peterson I think is a nice one-year you know veteran deal contract and he could come in and have a lot to prove but he also can get hurt he's also not a kid so he's aging um and so you know if Dantzler struggles or Peterson does I don't know or certainly during the course of what's now gonna be a 17 game season somebody's going to get hurt you need depth there and it can't be depth of well we've got a body it needs to be depth of, no, we've got a guy that, that we trust. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think that this sounds, if it's possible. And there's a chance that Breland is trying to essentially return to the Chiefs and take them back an offer where they can, where they will match it. But I like the idea here and the potential aggressiveness. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. This is a good Zimdog signing, if you can make it happen. I would like it. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to Four Question Friday. Are you set? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, I've got Ready the roll, questions. Man. I've got the questions and I've got answers, but I'm going to give you the question and you go first this week, okay? okay? So so it's up to you to lead us off as far as the answers to Four Question Friday. Question number one. In which Vikings offensive skill position group are you most confident? And it comes with this caveat. I'm not including 
QB because if we include QB, it's sort of boring. But I am going to put in tight end. So your choices for skill position offensively are running back, wide receiver, tight end. In which one of those are you the most confident going into 2021? Uh, the For me, it's running back. I think it's very easy here. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a stud. I know he's had some injury issues in his past before. He mostly stayed healthy last season. But Alex Madison is a good backup back. I like what he's able to bring. Um, I think running backs is kind of the easy one to do. Wide receiver, even though there's two studs, depth-wise, oof, there, the, the, there's, there's a bunch of guys fighting for the third spot, and you could even still bring someone else in it. I wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, tight ends is interesting. You know, tight ends, you know, Irv Smith kind of was up and down last year. Tyler Gronklin showed up in in big moments. Stop. Stop until he does more. Stop with the Gronklin thing. Uh, but for me, I would say it's running backs. Dalvin Cook and Alex Madison. And by the way, I thought Madison wasn't used enough last year either. Um, I think Madison's a very, very good back. I, I, I think both him and Cook are good, good tandem. So I, I'm going to say running backs. I think that would be the, the one I'm going with. I'm glad you said that because I did not say that one. I said wide receiver. Wow. And here's why. Okay. Here's why. Here's why. Dalvin Cook I love. And, again, I would not have paid him the contract that he got probably, but he's, but he did. He deserves it. And the only only reason why I had some trepidation about paying that contract is because of the position he plays. Because mm-hmm. he is a very good player, and I would like to see him used in different ways more often. All that being said, I'm not convinced that Madison is as good as we thought he was at one time. And he's certainly, I mean, Dalvin Cook is an elite running back, Declan Goff. And if he's used right, he can do a ton of things. So I think the, the problem is he's going to get hurt, in my opinion, and there's going to be a, uh, a drop-off there. And... Wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, puts me over the top. I mean, Thielen's good. You're right. The third guy is really not established yet. But here's the thing, Dex. They don't really use a third guy. Like, if they were looking for a third guy and he was important, I'd be like, it's a problem. But they don't really – they use tight ends more. They throw to Thielen and Jefferson. And now certainly if one of those gets hurt, that becomes a problem because perhaps your guy, Chad Beebe, has to step up and play a lot more. And Declan Goff hates that. Um, but the one-two punch, the one-two punch of Jefferson Thielen has gone from, I, it's remarkable because you've gone from, oh man, are Diggs and Thielen, you know, a top three one-two punch as far as wide receivers go in the National Football League. And then Diggs forces his way out and you're like, okay, that's not good, right? And now you've got Jefferson. So I'm going to say just as far as the Vikings usage of players, and, and my confidence about who can stay healthy and who can't, I'm going receiver. Um, and I'm with you on tight end. Here, Here's my thing with tight end. I think if Irv Smith Jr. gets used more, that might be it. Like, I think he's really good. But he's not so far. Like, he's used, but he's not used a ton. And, and with Kyle now gone, you know what? I'm going to give you a comp that I think is right on point. All right. And now... Kyle Rudolph wasn't as good at his best as this guy, but I think they're very similar as far as personalities go and expectations go. What do you think about this, Declan? Kyle Rudolph and Zach Parisi. Oh, wow. And you had to pull, but I'm just saying, the team had to pull back on both of them because mm-hmm. they started to age and weren't as good. Mm-hmm. I It definitely bristled both of them. Um, I think that they're, I don't, I think that they're popular enough with their teammates 
that there are people that look sideways about the fact that Kyle's playing time and catches got cut or now about with the wild Parisi's time. I think there's some, I think there, I think there's some behind the scenes machinations that go on when you begin to not play or throw the ball to in Rudolph's case, um, a guy like that, who's been established. So I'm very curious to see now how Irv Smith Jr.'s role changes as he steps into that top role, because I I still think this kid could be really good. That's an interesting one. I I, I can it's see it. It's not completely parallel, All but right. there are things that there are things that I think are similar. And 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 I'm saying for Irv Smith's sake, I think Kyle being gone is going to help him a lot now because now there's no like gray area of what's your role because Kyle's still here. No, I, I think it's it's accurate. I mean, they both have slowed down. Like Kyle Kyle can't keep up. Kyle Kyle has two cinder blocks on his feet. He might have great hands. He might have still have some of the best hands in the NFL. Cinder, cinder block. But uh, he's got two cinder blocks on his feet, and he can't move. And apparently, if you want to be successful in the red zone and playing football, you need to move. Same thing with hockey. You gotta be able to move your feet, dude. So that's no, actually a, that's sure. a good one. But I, I I I like your wide receiver answer. That's interesting. Dovetails nicely, I think, into our next question. List your three biggest concerns when it comes to the Vikings position groups. You can include offense, defense, and special teams, or special teams, and you only need to pick three total. So give me position groups, so not players. Position groups that you have concerns about, three of them. Hey, you held them to 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? All right. That, I, I, this is not a quarterback one. I just... I don't like that, what I'm about to say right now. I don't like what I'm about to... Don't, oh, I don't, thought don't you were like about that. to rip on Kurt. No, no, I, it was a good little tease, though. I, I, I'm glad everyone else thought I, so. You had me going. Uh, the three groups I'm the most concerned with. Number one for me, uh, this might surprise some, but safety. I have some concerns at safety. Harrison Smith yeah. is damn good. Um, borderline Hall of Fame player. Vikings Ring of Honor first inductee. One of the best safeties over the last 10 years in the NFL. They have Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods should be a nice, probably plug-and-play free safety that can help things out. Um, I don't think he can be any worse than Anthony Harris was last year after his decline from a nice couple of years. But safety has some concerns. And and if this cornerback group um, is not going to hit their ceiling, and it's an it's... I like Cam Dantzler, but Patrick Peterson is up there in age. You need some help over the top. And Harrison Smith is a great... is a good safety, but he needs more help on on his on his free side, so I, I think safety is my number one that I I would be the most concerned with so far. And also, if if Harry goes down, I mean, you're look you're at screwed. you breaking breaking down the safety position. Oh yeah, that's foot that's football right it is. there. It absolutely that's a good is. One. It is it is some football. Yeah, so I, I, like I would be one. I would be a little bit concerned if um, if an injury would happen to Harrison Smith. All right, my next one. <laughs> so I, I try to. I'm trying to do my best, Phil Mackey here, trying to transition well between between Sounders. Phil is off doing whatever. I don't know what where Phil is. So it's Judd and I for today on Four Question Friday. So yeah, we lost Phil. Somewhere. We don't know where he is. He's gone. Get back on Monday. Uh, the second one for me, it's the entire group. It's special teams. I I mean, it's a, this is a Vikings fans number one nightmare as it is with kickers and punters. Um, I, I'm not going to get too nerdy with breaking down X's and O's and, and and punt formations and gunners and long snappers as much as fun it is to talk about long snappers. We can bring on Courtney Cronin sometime to, to break down long snappers, but I have concerns with special teams. Um, but Greg Joseph is supposed to be our, our kicker, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if someone else is brought in for competition. It seems like Zim likes to recycle a new punter every single year. 
Oh, I just I, I have concerns with special teams and every no matter how good a kicker is, we all know that well, watching the Vikings and any Vikings fan knows that a kicker will always make you sweat. So I have some big time concerns uh with special teams. That'd be my number two concern. I like it. Football. Number three for me, linebacker. Eric Wilson is damn good. Anthony Barr is coming back and should be healthy. But how many times have, have we gone down that road of, well, Anthony Barr is Kendricks, back. you mean. Kendricks, yes, not Eric Wilson. Yeah, Kendricks. He's gone. To, Eric, yeah. Eric Kendricks is a, is a great linebacker. I think he's honestly one of the best backs in the league. He does a lot of good things very, very well. But with Barr, it, it seems like we're having that same song and dance every other year. Oh, he's back now. Well, like, but then he gets hurt. Or then he's ineffective. Or he's used improperly. It's it's yeah. the same song and dance do all the time. And I personally think this is the last year of Anthony Barr. He restructured his deal to become a free agent after the season now. Um, and now with Eric Wilson gone, who does step in in his place. I, I It's not as concerning as safety or even special teams for me, but it, it's just something I'm going to be watching here. It's going to be something, and again, maybe we bring in our friend Courtney Cronin, and I know you'll be probably going to training camp too. As training camp breaks down, how does that position group shake out? So those would be my three. Safety. I like it special teams, and linebacker. Yep. Training camp, OTAs, mini camps, my man. They are around the corner. I know. They are around the corner. I'll be there. Um, We agree, or uh, that's not the right word. We have the same of the three. We only have one in common. So this is good. This is very good. I will start at three and work my way up. My third position group of concern is cornerback. And as we talked about at the start of this show, uh, the fact that they're talking to Breland shows that they're concerned too because of largely depth. And if a, if a guy gets hurt and Gladney, for instance, is, is suspended by the league, um, that's a problem. Mike Hughes, a first-round pick, proved to be a washout because he got hurt and has been traded. So you've got Peterson Dantzler and and Mackenzie Alexander to start. Um, but behind and behind that, if Gladney's not there, you've got guys that you don't know lots about. And I'm sorry, Chris Boyd doesn't cut cut it for me. I mean. We saw the, oh, we'll plug a guy in, and it didn't really work. So quarterback is my third one. You can't have enough depth there. Zim is right about that. And it can't just be bodies. It has to be people that can play a position. And you play, if you're a corner, Dex, you probably play one of the toughest positions in the league today because the game is geared now for you to fail. The league wants you to fail. They want passing yards. They want they want passing touchdowns. They want success. So that's my three. Uh, my second one is where we agree. And I'm just going to go with one special teams facet, the kicker. And you brought up Greg Joseph, okay? Greg Joseph um, has not kicked in the National Football League since 2019 when the Titans, uh, and he played in only two games that season with the Tennessee Titans. Um, he basically, I don't get this one. Like Greg Joseph is a guy that you would bring in, I think as a camp leg to compete and he's going in as your, as your starter. Yeah. Um, it's very, very bizarre. So yeah, he's kicked in the, he's kicked in the game in games. Uh, not since 2019. I think he was in, uh, I believe he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice squad last year Mm -hmm. and they protected him a ton in case of injury the point being though is we're not talking about a guy with a ton of experience lately um now they did bring in competition after the draft they signed a kid from memphis as an undrafted free agent rookie kicker his name is riley patterson 
But this, to me, seems to be a recipe of disaster for Zim. Like, again, I'll go back to this guy needs a kicker who's mentally tough, who's been around the block, who can take – I mean, Dan Bailey fell apart. And now you're going to bring in a guy in Joseph who hasn't really kicked of late? And what happens when he struggles in training camp, which he probably will, and Zim starts to melt down? Um, So that concerns me. And we can joke about kickers and long snappers all we want because it's funny at times. But, like, this is one of the most – these are some of the most important positions in football because the big fat guys do all the work to set these guys up to get your points. So that's my second one. And then my first one is offensive line still, and here's why. Okay. I love the Darisaw pick, okay? The Wyatt Davis pick, the guard, third round, Ohio State. I like that too. But have you noticed we're just assuming they're going to be fine? Yeah, I know. Like we're like just like, oh, these rookies <laughs> are going to step in and it's going to be fine, and the offensive line is solidified. And look, best case, that's what happens. I am gu- as guilty as anybody of having assumed that. But I've assumed that. And, you know, if Wyatt Davis steps in and struggles at guard, are you going to put Dakota Dozier back in there? So, like, I guess I need to see the offensive line from day one start to gel and and have success and be able to pass protect. So I'm kicking myself a little bit for being so cocky and confident that, oh, these two draft picks are going to save the day. They're rookies. So my three positions of concern, offensive line, kicker, and cornerback. Okay. Question number three, Declan Goff. Cynthia, thank you. Cynthia Freeland of NFL.com has the Vikings offense ranked eighth in the league with a projected win share for 2021 of 5.54. Is this too high, too low, or just right? So I think it's just right is where I'm leaning on. Um, I think it's more likely that the Vikings have a top 10 offense than it is they have a top 10 defense. And I know the Vikings did a lot to plug and plug and play and, and, and patchwork their defense after a disastrous year under Mike Zimmer for the first time in his tenure as head coach. I just, I don't see any scenario where they climb back into the top 10. Even if Daniel Hunter is back, I, I don't see a scenario where they become the defense that they were in 2018. Obviously when they were number one in 2017, that's even more far-fetched. But I do think they be they improve, and they're a, a league average defense that can get creative and can shut down teams uh, with, with with how creative Mike Zimmer can be. But I think their offense, though, is what's going to carry them. Um, you, you now have made no more excuses. No more excuses, our motto of the show, getting Christian right. Darisaw and Wyatt yeah, Davis right. to plug and play on the offensive line. You have a, two stud wide receivers. You have a great running back. You have two solid tight ends. Um, I think Clint Kubiak, even though he'll most likely implement similar things to what his dad did, he is kind of the linchpin. He's this X factor of, is he going to put his own stamp on this offense? Does he want to make this offense into something that his father didn't no. have it and take it to the next level? I don't no. think that, but my conspiracy, you're a conspiracy theorist. Here's my, cons- here's my conspiracy theorist. Mike, the yes. conspiracy theory in me is Clint Kubiak wants to take this offense to the new level, next level. That's my well, conspiracy theory. Then he'll be coaching elsewhere when Zim fires his ass four games in. Well, I love what you're. I I agree with what you're saying. Like I, in theory, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what uh, Cynthia does, and and she's she's got, you know beep bop boop. She's got the analytics there, and she has a, a great little system that she's done for all 32 teams. But I think five and a half wins is probably accurate, and I I think that Vikings offense still can be a top 10 unit in the NFL. 
I agree with you. I think it's just right where she's got them. But to double back on what you said, I think she's right. I think it's unfortunate she's right. I'm with you completely. I wish that they would take the gloves off more. I think this offense has more potential than that. I think this offense, if that offensive line can pass protect at all, and it doesn't have to be great, but if it's just good, if it's solid, Declan, I think this could be or should be a team that borders on top five offensively. Look at it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and unless you unless you think Kirk's incapable, and we'll see, but if Kirk Cousins gets off to the start that he should, which would be the first time in three years he's gotten off to a good start, and you mentioned it, the skill position guys around him are damn good. Um and if Kubiak was allowed to, and I disagree with you, I don't think he'll be allowed to. But if he was allowed to take off the gloves and be like, okay, believe it, we are going to introduce things my dad, my daddy never did. Um, I think they should border on top five. So I think where she's coming from as a place of probably taking the number crunching and how the Vikings run things is right. But think about think about what this offense could be like if what you just said happened. Justin Jefferson is damn good. And he was a rookie. He was a rookie. And you know what? This this would require Kirk to make some passes. Kirk does not want to make, but I don't care. I'm paying him to do what I tell him to do as far as, as play calling goes. And I trust him. Like that's the that, that's the starting position. And will and will he get picked on deep passes occasionally? Absolutely. But think about Justin Jefferson's ability to be a deep threat if you used it consistently and to stretch if to stretch the field. Um, and if you went more just old, you know, old school West Coast, which is still a ton of ha- having Dalvin run the football and especially catch it, and then occasionally went vertical down the field, I'm with you, man. I think this offense could be a high flying, tight rope act that would be not Mossonian, but it would be fun to watch. 100%. It should be fun. Right. It should be a good offense. Question four on this four question Friday. No fill, but that's okay. That's all right. I purposely did this to you. I know. Question you number four. Question number four tugs at the heartstrings of a young Declan Goff, and also my bet is a lot of young Vikings fans right now. So get this is the last row situation. Get out a box of tissues. In fact, we'll give you time. Okay, now that you're back with a box of tissues or at least a piece of toilet paper. Here's question four. Would you rather have had Dante Culpepper remain as the Vikings quarterback beyond 2005 so he doesn't get hurt, he doesn't have a contractual problem, and he, as we talked about yesterday on our uh, Purple Rewind, he remains the quarterback, or Teddy Bridgewater beyond 2015 so he does not get hurt, and you can only pick one of these two to have been the quarterback beyond when they were. I feel like uh, Matt. James, I would hand you a tissue if I was there. I feel like I'm Matt James in the Bachelorette. I have the final rose. This is the I'm on the series finale here, right? There's two women left, and you're in love, and I'm in love with both of them, yeah. and I have to pick one. And both of them have brought me so much joy individually. They they both have brought me to highs that I've never had before. And wow. one wow. of them, I can only pick one, and it's so tough. You know, with wow. Dante, it's my youth. You know, it's it's my youth. It, it's it's who I, it's the reason I became a Vikings fan. I got the roll on. Um, he threw some absolute darts 
He was a he was a scrambling dual threat mammoth man of a quarterback. He's the reason I fell in love with Vikings football. On the other hand, there's Teddy Bridgewater, who after years of incompetence since my first love, Dante, left this team, I have been searching for, right? I've been on the prowl. I have swung and missed. I have uh, had a couple fun nights here and there, but mostly I've well, been looking for love. Been looking for love, and I haven't anything consistent. And then Teddy walks in, and Teddy yeah. walks in, and, 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 and here we go. This is it. It's love at first sight. We're hitting it off. But then all of a sudden, he's on his way to me to go out, and, and he dies in a car crash on the way over here, right? So Songs about that, yeah. There are. Yeah, he's Susie Q. So if I have to pick one, if I absolutely have to pick one, and I also know the circumstances of where the team surrounding them is going. So if Dante, you're going to start to rebuild both of them, are going to start to rebuild their defense, right? But Dante's without Randy Moss. And in Teddy's case, he has the best defense around him. Not as sexy as offensive weapons, but he has the best defense around him. But Brad Childers can build out a really, really good team. For me, Judd, and I, my final rose. Declan. Goes to Dante Culpepper. Give oh! me Dante Culpepper. I want oh! my first love back. Oh my I want God, my first love that. back. I want the quarterback who brought me the first feelings I've ever had. And also, it's a wide-open NFC. I told you yesterday that in 2005, the quarterbacks that made the postseason were just a detriment. You still could have went on a run. Eli Manning, for God's sakes, went to a Super Bowl in 2007. You could have absolutely still dominated the NFC. Give me Dante Culpepper back. Dante, come on down. Oh, my God. You weren't ready for You thought it was going to be Teddy, didn't you? You love Teddy. You thought it was going to be Teddy, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You're speechless. I get it. No, I understand. I'm speechless. Oh, my God. I, I just I, broke I, Teddy's I'm, heart. I'm totally speechless. Yeah, I'm a heartbreaker here. What? What happened? Look, Teddy, you're a great guy. Okay, you're 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 a great oh, guy. It's not. It's not you. It's me. Yeah. It, it it's it's not you. It's me. And before this goes any further, I just I can't commit, and I don't want to drag it on anymore. Oh my you're not, you're god! Not, you're not the person I, I, thought, I thought you, could you be. would say, Teddy, a hundred out of a hundred times. Dante, get the roll on. Dante, let's go get our roll on. Let's go take over oh, that I, NFC. I, I'm go. in absolute shock. I know you are. I know, I know I, you are. I wish Phil was here because Phil probably would have expected the same thing too. I would have withheld this question till Phil was here if I had known might, this was. Coming. We might have to play the clip. We might have to show it. We might have to show it to him next uh, next next week. You, you yeah, are shell shocked right now. I don't think I've ever seen you this shocked. No, I, I, I'm completely taken aback. He won't know, so we we should have him predict it too. Like, what will Declan say? Because he's got to say. Te- I mean, I know you like Dante, but oh my god, I did not know that. Um, I'm taking Teddy. I'm taking Teddy because here's why: the curiosity of what the only quarterback Zim ever loved with Zim would have done. I mean, Zim hates quarterbacks. Yes. He tolerates them. Yes. But, I mean, he couldn't stand Case because he thought he was a walking disaster. Uh, I don't think there's any love lost between Kirk and Zim. And now, in retrospect, and we didn't realize it at the time because it, it was a first-round draft pick in Zim's first year. We didn't realize the devotion that existed. Um, we sort of knew about it, but it's become – I had no idea that across the board Zim couldn't stand QBs until we started to get past uh, Teddy. 
So I'd go Teddy because I do think that he was the perfect QB for the system that Mike wanted, where my defense is the best, but Teddy's not going to screw me. I mean, that was the most important thing, right? Teddy's not going to make mistakes. Like he's not, he might not be dynamic. Uh, he doesn't have the best arm, but a healthy Teddy pre-injury wasn't going to make mistakes. Uh, I'm just, we're going to have to end the show now because I am. Um, I, 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 I think I feel I I'm looking at Teddy do. sitting there at the podium crying his eyes out. And, and now, you know, I mean, I'm happy. You know Dot, what this bachelor finale? Right, yeah. Do you know what this finale got ratings wise? I mean, this was huge. This is like the original Bachelor as far as the ratings go. But but I mean, you you threw a curveball that's going to be on the cover of People magazine. Us, hell, might be on the cover of the National Enquirer. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. All right. Wow. I gotta I gotta take a break. I gotta decompress and I gotta process the fact that a guy I thought I knew, Declan Goff, absolutely floored me with yeah. that. Well, a lot answer. of people have told me that before too. For Question Friday, we are uh, done. Mackey will return on Monday. We think, we hope, we will play this clip for him and see if he's as astounded as I was. He's Declan. I'm Judd. Bye.